Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, welcome to the Positive Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Eddie and Ginny. Eddie and Ginny run a small charity that helps single mothers. The charity is gaining momentum and growing stronger. In this podcast, we talk about how the charity runs and how it's been working during the pandemic. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. So, hi Eddie, hi Jenny, nice to have you both on the podcast. How are you doing today? We're doing well. Glad to be here. Yeah, doing well. Oh, good, good. It's um, it's great to have you guys on. Um, I just I just thought I'd start by you know asking you how you guys got into you know what you. Are both doing right now kind of what kind of got you into like setting up the charity because you're both running a charity mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um we run a charity we um or a nonprofit called giving words and it is an organization that helps single mothers um kind of fill in the gaps um whether it's financial or educational or if they need home or car repairs that we're just kind of helping to create a community for them and then also meeting um, some physical needs to that process since pretty typically here in the United States um, single mothers are, are often operating in poverty and can't always make ends meet mm. so that's kind of in a nutshell what we do mm. yeah. yeah no I, I, I think um, it's so important you know that there is support out there for the people in you know vulnerable and difficult situations I mean especially for single mothers I think Especially, you know, during this time, you know, during you know global pandemic, where many people are being affected, you know, for, from it, and and 
you know, a lot of single mothers out there, you know, perhaps haven't got the work or they might have lost their job in this scenario, in, the, in this situation. Yeah. Um, a single mother is put in a especially difficult position because um, there isn't another adult in the home. And so if, if their children aren't going to school, and for example, right now, we have about a third of the kids in our community not doing virtual learning, and the other two thirds are only going to school two days a week. And so our single mothers now have to provide childcare, not only for their kids that are under five years old, but for all of their children. And they just don't have the margins in their finances to be able to, to meet that need. Now, there are some people who are doing various things around here, like churches, for example, are, are creating opportunities. Our schools are even finding other ways to help. But even before COVID, um, our moms um, had a lot of needs and specifically they have needs with cars and and we didn't know that, that was going to be the major issue but it definitely is the first issue it's not the only major one but it is the first issue and i'll let eddie talk a little bit about that sure mm. um and just kind of a little bit on mine and jenny's uh history is i was a single dad for a while um and jenny was a single mom as well um and mm. so that's kind of where our heart comes from and uh, Jenny comes from four generations of single moms. Um, and so that's mm. what led to the charity and, and working in this uh, group of people. Um, and then when I was much younger, I couldn't afford to put my cars in the repair shop. So I would actually repair them in the driveway. Um, yeah. And so early on when we started working with single moms, one of the things that I'd always do, whether a mom needed uh, car repair or not, I would actually go outside and do an intake and just look over a car, check the tires, check drive axles, look underneath it um and um so far a hundred percent of our moms have needed car repair in some form or fashion hmm. um so that's what rose up to the top um and then some of the stuff that we do um you know if you look in the united states you have about 16.2 million single mothers in the u.s and so that's a really large number um and so you're not going to solve that issue with just money alone and so hmm. we create a community partnerships and so we've done, I've done a $700 repair for $84.17. And so what that looks like, you know, instead of helping one mom at $700, I'm able to help seven moms with that same amount of money. Uh, and what we did is we introduced uh, career technical education, uh, which is a high school. And so our cars go into the career technical education program and we actually have students that are repairing those. And then we have parts stores that give us discounts on parts as well. And so that's how we're able to crunch that number down. Um, and so that allows us to take the same amount of money and help many more moms with that same amount. Um, you know, we've mm -hmm. given uh, Giving Tuesday last year, we gave away four cars. And if you look at the Kelly Blue Book on those, it was about 11,000. Um, and wow. we had uh, we had 700, by running those cars through career and technical education, we only had $700 in all four cars. Um, and so if wow. I had to spend $11,000, how many moms could I help? How many moms can I help at, at $700 in four cars? You know, multiply that, you know, you're looking at um, 44 moms at $11,000 as opposed to just four. Um, and so that's what's been really neat for us is being able to um, operate with those partners. So we have partner repair shops that work with us as well. And some of those repair shops have actually donated uh, labor and material and repair cars for free for us. And so that creates another extension and outreach to be able to reach more moms. 
Um, we've got a partnership with some shops. And so um, one of the things I got early on is so I could go out to Target and spend $100 and get a $100 Target gift card. Instead, I reached out to a consignment shop, created a partnership, and what happens is ladies in the community donate clothes onto the Giving Words account, and when those clothes sell, it funds the account, and my mom, our moms can shop there with vouchers for free. Um, if I don't have a clothing need, a clothing need, I can withdraw money out of that account and use that money to actually repair mom's car as well. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of works back and forth, and so it's actually putting business into the consignment shop. And then it's also helping our moms at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we find that many individuals want to give. They want to help. They may have money. They may have resources. And we have found that if we operate as first the system to kind of vet the mom to determine that the need is legitimate, um, that, they are, that they aren't necessarily like just working a system. And then secondly, um, we can actually track the help and the services that they get um, that most people are willing to help. And, um, and then our goal too is to get those mothers both trained, maybe um, connect them to a work program at a local college or get them trained in how to handle their finances and have even that training kind of translate back into credit into our program. And so kind of using kind of almost like it's a, a bartering system that we use both with our partners and then hopefully later on with our mothers. So, because that's what community is supposed to do. And, and one of the nice things about living in a small community is that very often you do know your neighbors and you can ask for help. And so, but there are so many um, who are still separated from the rest of their community and we're working to, to kind of be a community hub for our mothers. Hmm. No, I think that's really amazing what you guys are doing. And I think like it's um, it's incredible that, you know, you can help people, you know, like especially with, you know, their vehicles because, you know, cars cars aren't cheap. I mean, especially especially in the UK, it's probably very, very similar in the, in the, in the States. Yeah. Um, and, you know, somewhat, you know, single mother and they're, you know, they've got bills to pay and they've got children. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like that balance, isn't it? How, how can you balance out, you know, what, you know, if, if you've only got so much money, you know, to pay the food and the rent and everything else, you know, you're not going to have the money to probably pay for a car repair. And mm-hmm. it's nice that, you, yep. you know, you help you help them in that, that side of things as well as, you know, like, uh, you know, vouchers and clothing because, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, clothes, if somebody wants nice clothes, you know, they might not have the money for them. And, you know, through donations, I think that's really good as well. And I think... Um, it's, it's really positive what you guys are doing. I think like it, it does definitely um, make, does make you realize that, you know, that there are people out there who are kind of not so fortunate. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And we certainly, we certainly um, see that in both rural areas and urban areas here in our country. Um, and so we, but we definitely want our, our program to operate on local levels because depending on where you live, it could be very different. Um, for example, if we have a single mother, like let's say we eventually get um, a program in New York City, a car isn't going to be a huge issue. There's a really good transportation system that's there. And so we may find that we need to address a, another need. Um, mm. And um, But like here, um, we, Eddie and I, we live 45 minutes away from the nearest city. 
Um, mm. I teach at the local high school and I drive, I have to drive. I drive 20, 25 minutes to get here. And mm. so anybody in our particular community, that car is going to be that top priority. But we've set up the structure of the, of the organization that it could then be planted in a place very different than ours. And then they would just determine what the need is for that particular community for the mm. for single mothers. And really, honestly, somebody could take the structure and do it for a different demographic of people. We just targeted single mothers because we know that as single mothers, um, you're stretched too thin. You don't have mm. enough time and you don't have enough money. And, and so if we can fill in some of those gaps where you need money, then that gives you more time with your children. Mm. And, and kids love their parents. We, we are raising a four-year-old and she, I come home and she wants us to play. And we can because we, can, because we aren't worrying about where our next meal comes from. And, um, and our car runs and we have jobs and mm. we have enough money to manage our home and our lifestyle. And so we have the time to take the break when we get home. <laughs> Shoot, we had the time we opened up a, a nonprofit mm. on top of our jobs. That might have been a yeah. bit much and sometimes it feels like it. But, um, <laughs> and so that's, that's our goal. And so um, we hope to, we, the other big issues that we see that come up again and again are mm. childcare and, um, and housing. Housing is not affordable here. Mm. Um, on average, our mother's, um, have about $350 to $360 a month for rent. Um, and about the cheapest rent you can get around here for a family would run about $900. And so that's an issue that has to be solved. So of course they rent a place that costs $900 yeah. and they pay for that, but they then don't get, they don't manage to fix their car and they don't manage to pay their bills on time and or they have to go to the local food bank for food which is a resource that we don't give we don't give food most of the time because we have such a well-established um food bank but in another but in another state or another county or another country food may rise to the very top and be one of the most important things because they don't have access to food so it's mm. just set up to be to sort out what someone's needs are and try to meet them here, if we could take care of housing, child care, and their car repairs, we would fill in most of the gaps. Hmm. And so one of my ideas when we partner with the CTE program is I can hand out car keys, why can't I hand out house keys? Um, and so I've been working on a model of creating a tiny house community. And those hmm. tiny houses could be built at the high school uh, and basically mm -hmm. like an assembly line and then towed to site. Um, and then from my past experiences um, with my grandmother and my granddaughter and connecting those two, it was like magic. So kind of connecting the beginning of life and the end of the life. And mm. so you could have a tiny house community with single moms and, and a demographic to the elderly there that can help facilitate childcare. Um, and then the moms would be able to work and kind of create a blended community. And we can build probably about a $75,000, $80,000 tiny house for about 40000 um, and so if you look at a standard house at about 160, I can build four tiny houses for that. And then mm -hmm. as you have that set up, let's say a mom's renting there $300 a month and her um, pay increases, then the rent increases along with a certain percentage of her pay. And that additional money goes into an escrow account. And then eventually she saves enough money to be a first time home buyer. 
the yeah. tiny house community. So you're creating a system where people move through opposed to just kind of hmm. stuff there. But to some degree yeah. on their own on their own pace and depending on where they start will define how long they would be involved. And so that's yeah. our vision. And right now it is largely operating um, within car repair. We've done some home repairs. We've provided mm -hmm. um, Christmases and birthday presents. Mm -hmm. um, we've provided some financial counseling, some other like mental health counseling. Um, and that's not just through the two of us, but rather they come to us and then we either do it ourselves or we spread them out to partners. And, yeah. and kind of what our goal is, is like in any demographic, like where we're at right now, we have a really great food bank. So giving mm -hmm. loans doesn't need to be a food bank. I don't need to replicate something that's already great. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, like our car repair shops, um, you know, mm -hmm. they're a partner, partner of ours. Um, we've got counselors that are partners with us, so we don't have a council on staff. We're, you know, we're, yeah. we're building relationships with partners that are excellent in their field that we can mm -hmm. resource. Um, and, you know, like car repair for us is what we handle in-house uh, other than sending them to a, um, you know, a partner repair shop or a TPE program. Yeah. No, no, I think, I think it's really, really great. Are you kind of like, it's not just one set kind of avenue. You're taking like into consideration, like all these different kind of um, elements. So that's the right word, elements of like, yeah. you know, someone's life, you know, like house, car, um, clothing you know, uh, mental health and all these kind of things that kind of, that are, you know, kind of necessities in, in someone's life, you know, where, where someone might be struggling sometime. And when you mentioned tiny house, like, um, what do you, what do you mean by tiny house? You mean, you mean like, um, to build like a, a house for like a small house, you mean? Yeah. It's, um, I don't know if you've seen them, but they're, they're actually on trailers. And so you can build them for whatever size family. And so if you had a mm. you know a mom with two kids, you could build a you know a thirty foot long unit. It's about eight foot wide. It'll go up probably about twelve foot tall. It's like a loft bed in it. And so you know we could. The neat thing is that we can build it in the high school in an enclosed environment. Mm. Um, and so they can build through the summer and winter. Um, and with it having wheels on it, it allows us to tow it right from the high school to site, opposed to having no special equipment. Um, and things like that and so one of the things we're working through right now is zoning because you know obviously you could have um, funding you could have them built but zoning right now is a key issue because you've got to be able to have this zoning for that tiny house community and so we're actually working with um, the board of supervisors with working through the process of creating a tiny house community here where we're at and then our hope is, is once we get that set up, then you can you can model that. And the hope, even for giving words, is local, regional, national, because we can take the systems and processes that we create here. And like yeah. in our demographic, if you have a, a career and technical education program, you've mm. got a partner repair shop, you've got a consignment shop. Mm. Um, we even have a partnership with a storage facility unit. Mm. Um, that way, when we get donations, we can put them there in the storage facility. It's got a combo lock on it, so any of our volunteers can go there and you know get a chair, recline, or a bed, or whatever is going to need to be donated. And one of the things that we've had happen, and we've had mothers want to give back, and so they give clothes, toys, baby mm -hmm. cribs, bumbo seats. I mean, just tons of things. And then we can take that those items and pass it on to another mother. So we may have a mother that got a you know a six month old and we have another mother that's got a year and a half old and she's able to pass that stuff down mm -hmm. um and so you have mothers helping mothers 
Um, one of the, we also have an appliance repair shop that I partner with, and and basically a lot of this stuff is helping uh, happen um, just naturally. And so we had somebody donate a dryer, so that's when I created the repair, the partner with um, the partner um, appliance repair. Yeah, yeah. appliance repair. Um, well, I reached out to the storage unit facility first because I had a dryer and nowhere to put it. And so that's what created that relationship. And then we had a mother need that dryer. So we delivered that to her and picked up a broken dryer. And my thoughts are is so I can take this to the dump and fill the landfill up. But what if I had a partner that dealt in appliance repair? So I reached out to an appliance repair company um, mm. and they'll diagnose it for free and repair it labor free. And all I do is pay for the part. So the broken one I pick up, I can now give to another mother. Um, and yeah. so basically just being really smart with resources and try to extend them as far as we can. And so even some cars we get donated, we can't use them because they need so much repair, but we can send it to the PPE program, let the students train on it. And when they're done training on it, we still get the same money when we recycle it as before they trained on it. Mm. So we're even using it as an education piece before we recycle it. Yeah, no, that's great as well. Like you've got like students who, um, I mean, in, in the United Kingdom, we call it like an apprenticeship. So yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like kids are like you know they're kind of physically doing you know the job they're learning as they're going and they're getting a bit of money mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think that's really good as well. And you kind of like you know incorporating all these kind of like different avenues and kind of um, like the word like recycling almost. You kind of like you know keeping mm-hmm. it yep. you know going around within what you're mm-hmm. doing. And I think that's really great as well. And uh, like um with with the whole kind of covid situation how how was um how 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 have things been within kind of what you're doing like have you seen like an increase in in like mothers like needing more and things like this so um covid's just been really interesting and it's been really interesting for everyone um and so one of the things that happened is when the the hospital shut down that's our career and technical education um and so we lost our car repair in the hospital um, and so if we didn't have those partner repair shops, we would have not been able to do any repairs. And so having those partner repair shops facilitated that aspect. And then at the very on start of COVID, our moms weren't driving, so they didn't need car repair. And so, so things slowed down. Yeah, so yeah. things slowed mm-hmm. down. And, and when things slowed down, like originally with doing work when we started, I was using four or five different spreadsheets to keep track of cars, keep track of moms, keep track of services. You know, coding stuff, green, blue, yellow, red, whatever I needed to do and what was happening. Um, and if you think about it, like you, we've got over 60 some partners now. So what partner is the car at? Is it repaired? Or have the parts been shipped yet? Um, you know, what's waiting, what's due? And so during this downturn, I uh, implemented some software that I've been working on with a software company. Um, and we've outgrown that software during COVID three times already. Um, but I've got an inventory tracking. So like if somebody donates a car, I can send them a link. They can put all the information it uploads into the system. Um, so I've got an inventory for cars. When I give a car to a mom, it checks it out of inventory so we don't give it away a second time by accident. Mm. Um, we are able to track our mom's um, donated funds to a mother as well as actual funds. Because we, mm. so if I, I put a car into a repair shop, I had one the other week that ended up running about like $200. And the repair yeah. shop did it for us for $700 and donated the rest. Um, and so they donated $1,200 worth of labor, and I paid $700 for the part. 
And so what mm -hmm. our role is in the system is we're tracking that donated labor so you can see actually kind of what that real number it is. Um, because mm -hmm. for instance, I could have a mom that gets five repairs from one repair shop that charges me zero dollars, but there's still an effort from and that and a value and a value mm -hmm. from that partner that we mm -hmm. want to honor. Um, yeah. We want to be able to capture that because you know we could have one mom that got her car repaired at a shop that gave us maybe a 20% discount, and then we've got another mom that got her car done at a repair shop that was completely free. And so you yeah. still want to be able to capture that stuff so you can kind of see where you're where you're at. Um, mm -hmm. um, and so it's just it's really neat. So the downturn allowed us to put that software in, and that software will actually allow us to run a tiny house community. Um, it will also allow us multiple locations. Um, and so we just took the time that we had and, and built things for giving words to be able to move regionally and nationally mm. um, with multiple locations and things like that. So we're kind of putting in the, the structure to be able to expand um, and mm. also to better serve our moms and, and give them access the funds and things like that more efficiently and faster. Like for me to process yeah. mom's car before the spreadsheets with the vendor the mom and all that information would take me 45 minutes to an hour and now I can do it in 15 minutes or less. But yeah. the mom took the car repairs have picked back up um, and mm. we're expecting and already seeing a need for work because mm. you know COVID helped them to lose jobs and, and mm. now they're going to need help finding them. Um, and so I think that even though COVID isn't over, um, the needs have kind of gone back to normal. We're, I suspect, mm. And I suspect we're going to see just an increase in numbers before it's all over with. And But thankfully, because we have the software, we also have a group of um, several women who we call care team moms, one over each county. So when a mom shows up in one of the counties that we're trying to serve right now, then the, then a mother will take over that county, that that mother, if she's in the particular county, and so that's kind of helpful. So we're having to kind of um, expand our, um, we would say in slang bandwidth, you know, but we're yeah, just trying yeah. to make sure that we can reach more people and we have the people to support them. And and so um, so that's kind of been the process because we could do those types of things. We can train people via Zoom meetings, and we can we can network and do you know do Zoom mm -hmm. Zoom meetings and podcasts, yeah. you know. Yeah during um COVID and so we've really taken advantage of that too yeah so. no no exactly but, enough sorry I was just saying I'm just we're really looking forward to being able to be with the moms and the kids though I mean that's why I'm in it I just enjoy mm. being with moms and kids and so, yeah um so it's been kind of hard to just focus on the on the administrative side but but we needed it if we're going to expand okay. yeah yeah, no, exactly. I think I think you're doing amazing things, and I think, like you said, um, it's, it's it's like just building, isn't it? It's like that kind of um, that 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 building of it, in that momentum growing within what you're doing. Yeah. And I think, like like you said, you want to expand as well and go into different, you know, make it larger. Yeah. And I think you know that that will definitely happen. I think like even though you might have to do things like you know virtually, like you said, um, it's great that you know with technology how you can you know probably connect with you know the moms and their situation and they can kind of keep you updated you know through like video calls like um with with the kind of how how do like moms apply like how how does that work do you um can can any any mom apply is it um is there a certain kind of 
requirements? Yeah, so one of the things that we do, um, you know, we started in December 2017. Um, so we, you know, um, you know, so we're in a two year cycle right now. We've had a tremendous amount of growth. And so a lot of it happens, you know, Jenny works at the high school. And so she teaches a lot of students that are single moms. Mm -hmm. Um, church or have single moms, or have single yeah. moms, and so, um, and so we've got a lot of referrals. So a lot of it's been word of mouth, um, and just mm -hmm. people in the community being aware, seeing Facebook posts, um, and kind of finding this naturally. And then we also have moms that are single moms that refer other single moms mm -hmm. to us. Um, and so we've we've not done a, um, I guess, a promotion of giving words on a large scale. Um, just because we don't want to implode on ourselves. Um, yeah. so we're trying to manage that growth, you know, like having the software in place because what we don't want to do is give mom folks, you know, give, you know, say for instance, we had 500 moms call tomorrow. We don't want to um, have false hope right. um, yeah. and have to work down that line. So it's naturally um, grown to the size it is now. And um, currently right now we don't have any staff. Um, it, you know, it's me and Jimmy and the care team moms volunteers doing this. And so our hope is, is to get to a growth point where we have staff, where we can really put in the blueprint of this thing um, yeah. and, and be able to expand it and mirror it um, in other locations. Um, yeah. um, and the, the impact has been just been really neat. So 2000, um, 2018, we gave away two cars and repaired 10. Um, 2019, we gave away four and repaired 30, so we doubled and tripled our second year. Mm -hmm. um, and and so, you know, we're on a steady. I thought, I thought it was different than that. I thought it was more than that. But okay. but um, but so we're on a steady growth path. Um, so we just want to you know continue to grow. Uh, just take yeah. Of this for it so it's sustainable. And then the hope is that it outlives our life cycle. Mm -hmm. But to answer your question, what will happen is, so these moms will hear about us via word of mouth. They'll normally go to our website um, and send us a message, either through like Facebook Messenger or send us an email, or if they got one of our phone numbers, they'll send a text message to the Giving Words number. And then we will send them um, a, a link to a form that automatically populates into our software. And then depending upon what kind of services they need, they'll fill out a couple of more forms. And then once we finish the forms, we will meet with them via, well, it used to be live. We actually, Eddie and I mm. would have dinner. We would take them out with their kids for dinner. Yeah, yeah. Um, but since COVID, we just meet over the phone for now. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and then we start doing the organization of whatever work they need. And we assign them to a care team mom and the care team moms get in touch with them regularly. And so we try to keep our moms in the loop. Like once they're one of our moms, we want them to, to stay with us. Of course, some of them stay in touch and some of them don't. And that's okay because everybody needs a different level of support. And so we just assume that the ones who call us a lot need more support and not necessarily mm -hmm. financial support, but some of them, you know, just don't like have extended family. And so they need a piece of mm -hmm. advice or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of how the process works. We also have what we call pregnancy centers here where mm. um, people, who, especially when they, anybody can go who's pregnant, but, but oftentimes um, women who didn't expect to get pregnant go and will eventually connect with those organizations too. But right now that would be kind of like opening the floodgate. And mm. so, um, so they are aware of us. They can reference people to us, but we aren't making ourselves known in the pregnancy centers quite yet. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. Though. I think it's it's a good kind of like system that you have, of, yeah. you know, kind of like a point of call, so to speak, that they can get in touch with you in all mm-hmm. these different areas. And I think that's that's definitely key in terms of like networking, social media, you know, in this kind of day and age. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think like as well, um, it's word of mouth probably as well, isn't it? You know, like people who are in that community, mm-hmm. you know, might know someone who's a single mom as well. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and that's kind of the amazing thing with communities, isn't it? You know, people mm-hmm. pass on messages and things like this. Yeah. So you probably and I've been see. Teaching, yeah. yeah. I've been teaching in the same community for 20 years. And so, you know, every teacher in this building knows what I'm doing. You know, my administrators know what I'm doing. The students that walk in my room, I tell them what I'm doing. And so, <laughs> so I have a good outlet of word. We have a good outlet of word of mouth. And so the, they hear it probably because I'm telling the people in school, but then he is just amazing at, at, at selling it, at talking to people about the program, about getting partnerships, um, mm. about talking. And then I am a writer. And so I've done things like written the grants and, and written our copy for, for various um, for various brochures or flyers or that kind of thing. So we just, mm. we make a good team between the two of us. We kind of have all the skills to, to, to run, to run the nonprofit. And, um, and so um, of course there's some stuff we can do in the future that can um, prepare us even more, but um, we have a good start anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's definitely that balance, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone's kind of, you can kind of use the, you know, each other's skills and go into different areas. And it's definitely that, yep. you know, that, that, that um, someone said to me this really cheesy quote once. It's like team. Is it teamwork makes the dream work or something like that? It's, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but it's um, true. <laughs> yeah. Because it was I, our I, dream. That's really where it started. Yeah, started with the, you know, started with the dream, and um, and you know, I'm, you know, I've been successful in business. I've, I've managed, you know, five million dollar trust plan. Um, I've hmm. done. And when I did that, I got my CDL class A, so I can, you know, I can deliver trusses, I can mm. design trusses, I can manage a trust plan, I can run the stalls, all those different things. And we did, I did a, a million dollar turnaround. They were negative $500,000 cash flow and we turned it into a positive $500,000 mm. cash flow in 12 months. And so yeah. kind of what I was looking at is the majority of my life, I've looked at dropping money to the bottom line. And now I'm looking yeah. at dropping money, dropping money to impact. Um, yeah. Because, you know, like, the example, we had a van um, and we gave it to a mom and we had $47.98 on it. That's what it cost us to get it, get it in, get a fresh inspection sticker on it, um, wow. the front brakes put on it, and give it away. Um, Gosh. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty good. <laughs> well, the, the interesting thing that I like that, that this story is so neat about that van that we gave away um, the mother went through all the processes. Her kids were in foster care, and she went through all the processes to get her kids back. But the only thing keeping her from getting her kids back is she didn't have transportation. And so mm-hmm. we gave her forty-seven dollars and ninety-eight cents, and she got both her twins back. Wow! So, like, think of the impact of just mm-hmm. that little small aspect, and we did it for forty-seven dollars and ninety-eight cents. I guess it's one of the things that we've learned is just like one thing that can spiral you out of control. Mm. One very, I like the idea of like random acts of kindness, but one really well-planned act of kindness can set someone back on track mm. and, um, and, and change their future. And so that, so we're kind, we're looking for not that random act that we can mm. do, but that very specific act 
that this mother needs to help get her back on track. And we know, because the way life is, she might get knocked off track again. You know, we, that, that happens to all of us. And, you know, and depending on how thin you're stretched, it's easier to, um, to end up having something else kind of wreck your life again. Um, but we're just there to help them pick it up. And so they call us, you know, mm. when there's a problem with their kid or they need rent and, and we aren't necessarily going to be able to meet every need, but we stand with them. We help them find resources. Um, and, and I would say that most of the time we're successful in somehow lightening that load. Um, yeah. Even if we don't physically meet the need ourselves. Yeah. So no, it's, it's a think, blessing. We really enjoy it. Yeah, no, I, th I think it's great what you guys are doing. And I think, like, you know, having a positive impact on people's lives and people, you know, person to person's lives um, is, is, you know, it's, it's priceless, isn't it? And it's, you know, it's, you must feel, you know, like very, you know, positive and good about what you're doing. And, you know, it's, it's rewarding as well. And you're, you know, you're being selfless. You're not, you know, doing something, for, you know, for your own kind of like, you know, need, you're, you know, you're helping other people and, you know, having an impact on other people. And I think that's, that's what it's all about, you know, having, you know, providing positive value to other people, you know, if you can do something like that. Yep. The thing that I think is really neat about the career and technical education is these mm -hmm. students are working on this car, so they're putting forth effort. And we actually bring the moms in and tour them and give the car to the mom at the high school so the students watch this process. And usually, if we've got six or seven students in there, we usually have one or two that are right here. And so, mm -hmm. what, you know, money can't buy character traits. And so, money really can't buy that. And that's a byproduct. For me, like how you talk about that full circle, you've got so, many, so much impact happening in that one action of giving that car. So, you've got you know, the impact in the teacher's life and the mm. assessment that they see that they're putting into these students that are repairing these cars. You have these students that are doing this and seeing someone that's disadvantaged, um, mm. that their lives are being impacted and they see these kids come in and these kids, you know, you've got a five-year-old that's getting a new car. They're climbing over the, you know, they're climbing from the back seat to the front seat, back to the back seat and yeah. all over the place. I mean, so you can just imagine the emotion that goes into that for those students to watch that yeah um, you know you're impacting their lives in a major way as well so it's just it, it's just really neat to see how many different levels this is working on um and that's yeah. why we want to see it you know local regional national because it just has such an impact and the mm. investment um you know it's it's much lower um than what it would normally be um, by utilizing partners in the community yeah yeah well that's that's the amazing thing about it isn't it as well like when you broke some of the uh some of the things down like, you know, it wasn't that much, you know, that much money, really, you know, like, and you think like, and like, so you mentioned the car and I was like, you know, it, and how, you know, how this person saved quite a lot of money. And it, it just shows you that, you know, um, it, it is possible to set up, you know, something like this, like what you guys are doing. And, and you know, you're, you're putting in the, in the groundwork to make it happen. And, you know, you're, you're seeing people, you know, pause, be positive, say positively impacted you know through you know what you're doing yeah yeah we think yep and we're enjoying it too so yeah 
so that's yeah. really nice. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. And um, yeah, uh, where 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 can people find you on like uh, your website and social media and these kind of outlets? Yeah. So um, on Facebook, it's just at Giving Words ZA, um, and you'll find us on Facebook. And we have like Mom Story Mondays. Um, you'll see um, just different stuff that we're doing in the community. And then if you go to our website, which is just www.givingwordsva.org. Um, you can like look at the care team. You can look at the news. You'll see cars that we've given away. You'll see like the mom that got the car and her story. Um, you'll see some other podcasts that we've done. Um, and so they can go to the website. Um, and like talking about small. Um, so if you think about it, I've been working on a, a power of 10. And so yeah. one of the grants we got last year was $10,000. And that's a, had a massive impact on what we did. And we actually got two grants last year that were $10,000. And so we're trying to become sustainable outside of grants where grants mm -hmm. are actually extra for like a special program. Right now we're operating on grants. And so if you had a hundred people give $10 a month, that's $12,000 at the end of the year. So just one individual giving 10 bucks. And if you think about it, you know, mm -hmm. um, the cheapest repair that I've done, me and Jenny went out to a mom's house to do an intake. Mm. and her car wouldn't run and she'd been out of work for a month and mm. so she had parked it and it's kind of like the perfect storm so she'd park it downhill um mm. and it didn't have enough gas in it so it wouldn't start the other thing that happened is the battery was low on water and lost charge so it wouldn't oh, start wow. either so i went to the store spent a, a dollar 18 on some distilled water filled the battery up jumped it off got it running got it on flat ground let it run for a little while and it recharged the battery. And so we solved her problem for a dollar and 18 cents. Wow. <laughs> That's, it's not very often you hear something like that. <laughs> no, I was shocked at that price. Yeah. And you will see the receipt, the jug of water and the battery. Mm. And I post that I posted of how we resolved it for a dollar 18. But, you know, all those years I laid on the ground in the gravel. Um, and I even remember at home, yeah. at home mm -hmm. you know, working on cars. Like I did a, one of the biggest times I remember was laying in the gravel with the tarp over the hood of the car. And I was doing a radiator in the rain. And I remember sitting there going like, why do I have to do it this way? And Lord, what are you going to use this for? Yeah. Um, and he used it for that dollar a cent. Yeah, we yeah. just realized, and I, we, the last time we um, did a podcast, I was able mm. to kind of put this together, that he and I have just really viewed um, the hardships that have come along in our lives, um, mm. not as stopping points or even permanent obstacles, but instead mm. as training. And mm. so being a single mom and an educator, being a single dad, being a guy who had to lay on the ground and work on the car, mm. um, both of us at some point in our lives having to juggle our finances and having not, you know, not having enough money and trying to figure out creative ways to both make money and save money. Like all of those things have come into play um, to have this organization and be able to turn all of those things around instead of, instead of them being excuses, have them be stepping stones. And, mm -hmm. and so um, we've, you know, done that in our personal lives. And then we realized that we had enough um, enough to share with others. And so that, so that's what we're doing. And, yeah. um, but, but it's called giving words. 
um, because originally we wanted to teach English in, um, in another, in um, Honduras. Um, mm. We didn't have, we, our lives changed and so we didn't have an opportunity to do that, but we still wanna give alongside um, the work that we do, we wanna give them words of encouragement and hope. And, and so, um, so we want, we, but we know that we need to help first um, mm. and, then, and then be there to offer the encouragement. So we still want to give, give them most importantly, the words that encourage them yeah. to be successful. So, yeah. And, and yeah. what happened is mm. when I was really young, probably about 17, 18 years old, um, a friend of mine's mother was taking care of foster babies and they were addicted to drugs. Um, and so I watched her detox these babies. And so mm. I, I, I gained a, a very, very deep um, care for children. Um, yeah. And then in 2008, uh, I went on a missions trip to Honduras and I actually saw a Honduran um, digging through the dumpster for his necessities. And like when I saw those foster kids, I was like, why is this? What's going on? How do we flip the script on this? And so when I saw that mm. Honduran, I'm like, why is this? How do we flip the script? And so in Honduras, if you teach him English, he moves from poverty, dirt floors, no door to middle class because he's mm. employable. And so mm. the original vision, Jenny's an English teacher, was to take uh, recent college graduates over to Honduras and teach English. And then we ended up getting custody of my granddaughter. My dad had a heart attack and, and then it was unrest in Honduras, so we couldn't go. Um, and so yeah. it's like, what can we do right here, right now? Mm. and talk to smoke and water and impact lives. And so that's where giving words came from. Um, it was birthed in Honduras and then it morphed and changed, mm. uh, you know, giving words of hope and hands of health. And so that's just where the name came from. And then we just stuck with that, but it was still, we, we had to shift the vision and still push forward. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's really powerful what you mentioned, and you know what you've done, what you're doing, and what you, you know, how you started it, and how you you know you're you're kind of you know merging you know you're merging outwards. And I think like um, you said like you know not having kind of excuses, and you know like um, you know there's obstacles in life, and I think uh, you know people you know people people can decide you know how they want to you know live their life or you know change their life you know, just, you know, through deciding and having that, you know, making that decision and not saying, oh, well, it's, it's because of this, you know, and, and use that, using an excuse or blaming it on something. And, yeah. you know, you're, you know, like, like you said, there are going to be, you know, there's limit, you know, there's obstacles along the way, but, you know, you're not letting those obstacles, you know, stop you from, you know, doing, you know, what you're doing and what you're, what you what you've done. Yeah. No, I, 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 yeah, I really, I really enjoy talking to you guys, and um, I, I will definitely. Yeah, thanks you know, for I'll, having I'll, us. No, no, you're welcome, and and I'll promote, I'll promote what you guys are doing on my, on my channels, um, and yeah. and, I'll, so and I'll and I'll no, no, you're welcome, and I'll spread what you guys are doing, um, best I best I can, and um, if there's anyone that comes to mind, I can I can have you on their podcast if you want to be on anyone else's sure. podcast at all. Yep, great. All right. Well, thanks so much for having us. No, no, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's great. Nice great. to meet you. Nice. You're our first international interview. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so, awesome. I'm, 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 I'm happy to be. I'm happy to be the first one. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, pretty awesome. Really yeah. enjoyed getting to know you. Yeah. No, no, you too. Thanks. You too. It's a pleasure. And um, I, I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be more people. You know that you'll be on yeah. as well internationally. Yeah. Yeah. 
Thank you. Oh, no, no, you're welcome. But um, have, have a great day and I wish you all the best in what you're doing. No. You Thank too. You so Thanks so much. Sure. No, you're welcome. Bye. You take care. Take care. Yeah, see, see you later. See you Hi there. I'd just like to say a massive thank you for listening to my podcast. I really hope that my podcast has a positive impact and provides positive value to you and your life. I'm also a certified and accredited life coach and I am offering free discovery call consultations up to 15 minutes. And through these calls, I will touch base with you and see where you're at in your current situation. And as a life coach, I can help you in areas with you know, mental health, anxiety, depression, goal setting, relationship coaching, and you know, many other areas of life. So if you're interested in having a free consultation, please get in touch at thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com or you can reach me on LinkedIn with the name Adam Parr or my Instagram at positivity94. So if you're interested in having a consultation and you know, you're at a place in your life where you know, you're wanting to reach out for help, um, please get in touch and um, I'll be happy to, to help you. Um, have a great day and um, all the best. Take care.